very bad i got sort of quite accusatorily asked by someone at work when i had to go into the office the other day whether i had always been to the barbers and i was like no we cut our hair at home we always have (laughs) (laughs) nothing's changed but then people start giving you that look that look like (laughs) make all your kids clothes for them (laughs) you don't let them buy anything ah (laughs) like in um the sound of music Curtains out of Lederhosen. <laughs> sounds I've not seen that sexy. Song. Yeah, no, it's the other way around. Um, Lederhosen out of curtains. Huh. <laughs> How's How's it game? Jinx. <laughs> How's everyone doing? I already I'm doing doing nice doing to speak to you all. I haven't spoken to all of you in a long time. Yeah, how do you might be the esteemed Josh Hicks? Yeah. I've seen pictures. I've seen. I've been at cons where um, there's been pictures of you on the table. <laughs> I don't know when I actually saw you in the flesh last. God, yeah, I don't know. Mad. Yeah, must have been thought bubble. Whenever we were last there, when whether, when we were all there. Oh, we were yeah. back to back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was the year after comics. We were we were good. sat back to back. Yeah, that was that was it. That was the year after we managed to convince everyone that Paddy was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people genuinely were very perturbed by that. Yeah. We and had I'm a lot okay of with it. Felt very bad, but we got shamed by someone who was very upset at the thought of you being dead. We got a bit shamed for that one. It's nice to know you're wanted. Yeah. Well, that's what everyone wants, isn't it? Everyone wants to know what everyone will say about them when they die. You know, yeah. you, you want to know that people will miss you. You've you've had a glimpse of that. You know that people would would be upset. It's good. But not yeah. so upset that they wouldn't carry on buying comics. Yeah. <laughs> or, they'd be, they would just have a they'd have a sentence of uh grief and then they'd carry on walking around the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not so much that they wouldn't sort of laugh ask when they saw it, like, <laughs> is he dead? Oh, imagine though if if they just said yes. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the, just the drop. Yeah, we should start doing this more often and just have a photo of someone. It's not even necessarily someone we know, just like a framed photo of someone <laughs> where you're not sure if they're dead or not. Like from a comics point of view, actually, my dad sent me an article yesterday that's about Gary Larson coming out of retirement um, oh. as you know, the famous cartoonist of the far side who hasn't done anything in about 30 odd years. And I genuinely thought he was dead. And I was like, oh, good, <laughs> Gary Larson's not dead. It should, it should be like that, where it's like someone you think is dead, but they aren't. Um, yeah. yeah, one day they return. Yeah. <laughs> Pleasant surprise. Indeed. Yeah, hmm. yeah. we'll start working. <sighs> We've got a while to our next show so we can figure out who we can pretend is dead. Yeah, that's true, actually. We could Maybe it'll go next year. Give it, give it a year. Oh, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> they may even be dead by then. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. This was why we had to stop doing Dead Singers Society, wasn't it? Because people kept dying. Yeah, it's just not doing... like as a result of it. Well, because well, it was in bad taste, or because you were getting too many uh, submissions, because people just wouldn't stop dying. Pretty much, yeah. The second one. <laughs> we may have cursed various well-known popular singers. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's that guy from Depeche Mode who died for a few minutes, and now he's actually alive, and he was in the first issue. So I feel like he's going to live forever. He's going to outlive yeah. us all. He may never die. Yeah. What a jolly start. I feel like I brought it down because I did bring it up. <laughs> I brought it down by bringing it up. But um, it's lovely to speak to you all. Can you? Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks so much for joining us. Well, Sam. Oh, sorry. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, talking to, talking to people. It's good. It's good. Making progress. We're nice. all socially distancing to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going outside and speaking to people, yeah, in pubs? We went today to a very small and very quiet bar this afternoon and had a pint of beer. Oh. Um, but, it, yeah, I don't know. I still feel a bit weird about it. We, we had to go and do some stuff in some shops and we diligently walked around with our masks on and tried to stay away from everyone else who doesn't give a shit about staying away from people or wearing masks um and then yeah we went somewhere quiet and had a drink which was very nice it's like a small little local place that could do with the the business and we felt like it was a good thing to do but and they they were doing a really good job they were they were taking people's details to track and trace if there was any issues and stuff like that so yeah but that is the first time in yeah since all this started that we've we've been out yeah i've forgotten how to talk to people to be honest yeah i'm not same yeah we talk quiet podcast (laughs) yeah Yeah, same same this episode is over (laughs) What about you, Josh? Have you been out and about at all? No, I went out earlier today to um, get some food to like I augment a weekly shop with a, a trip to uh, a Tesco Express. But that's about the length of my uh, my journeys into the outside at the moment. I don't really do it very much. Um, people have started asking me to do things. Come over. Yeah. My friend moved into a van. Well, he won't. He moved into a van. And he was asking me to come see his van, hang out into his like converted house van. Oh, hang out in an extremely confined yeah, space. Like, I'm gonna want to do that. I mean, he's lucky he asked during the lockdown because at least had a good excuse. <laughs> it was two weeks later. <laughs> but um, no, I'm not going outside at the moment. Probably wise. But I will. I will at some point again. Yeah. One I've, day. We, we've I've managed to like meet a couple of guys that I play baseball with and and sort of like play catch and and see people that way and you can mm. keep keep a distance from people but like apart from that we've we've been kind of inside yeah went yeah. to a skate park that was good to yeah. try and keep away from kids mm. on scooters <laughs> but you went to the skate park and then Sam texted me this morning to say there were men at the skate park listening to Limp Biscuit and ironically at 10.30 in the morning and <laughs> smoking a joint yeah it was and, quite something and smoking <laughs> yeah it's funny because you go to the, we quite often if we're going to go skate we go early in the morning because we're like yeah we'll miss out on all the kids on their scooters being dicks um, but it's just grown ass men who should know better being dicks and listening to music loudly. So, yeah. Yeah. See, the outside world is overrated. I just, yeah, I might just awful. stay inside. I, I genuinely, yeah. like, it's a, it's, 
there's a certain subsect of people that I probably am part of, and it sounds like Josh is too, that has probably, you know, really got something out of this whole thing. It's just, it's a, it's a good excuse to not do things that you don't particularly want to do and go outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of mental energy involved in coming up with like, reasons. No one will just accept, no, I can't, I can't, I don't, I'm sorry, I can't. I oh, why, why? Not to. Um, <laughs> so then it's like, oh, well, I've got, I, you know, I feel a bit tired, I'm a bit ill. Yeah. I, you know, no, just lockdown. It's much easier. So that's been good. It's freed up a lot of mental space now to come up with excuses for not going to things. I also just got like a lot of books and stuff and DVDs. Well, I have had to actually resort to DVDs. My internet's been rubbish all lockdown. But um, uh, and catch up with lots of stuff. But obviously, it's a terrible situation. The plight of the world is uh, is known. And, uh, you know, I'm not happy about the coronavirus happening. But uh, a side benefit is I got to sit down a lot and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. DVDs. That's like practically retro these days. I don't think I own any DVDs anymore. Yeah, we have. Even fun. though you only really have to, the only action you have to do to put a DVD in um, is get it and get the DVD and put it in. That's more than clicking uh, X <laughs> yeah, on the PS4 much. controller. So you really have to, com- like, you want to have to really watch something. It separates the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, it's got to be a really like top-rate film to yeah uh, bother putting a DVD in. Oh, you know, back in the day, I used to I used to buy CSI on DVD, like all of the series, and there was like two like <laughs> so two many boxes. episodes of CSI. Though. Yeah, well, that's the thing you have to commit if you want to marathon it. You've got to get up every like three to four episodes and change the disc. <laughs> And it's, yeah. yeah, see, these kids today, they don't realise how lucky they are with this whole, like, one button and you've just watched the whole of Buffy by accident. Well, I did watch, <laughs> yeah, we watched all of Buffy, uh, but because um, my internet's rubbish, sometimes you just, it would just stop working. So we'd have to, my girlfriend, when she was younger, she bought all of Buffy on DVD. Nice. So we've got it. So we'd have to, like, dig out the DVD and find the right episode. And the menus on stuff in, like, the early 2000s are wild. <laughs> uh, I, love I do miss it really because also you don't get special features at all on like they should just add special features to the bottom yeah. of it. but um like if you left the menu on in the background while you're doing something it's like there's no peace it's just like a looping like this camera flies around this like horrible cgi graveyard and then it's just like crows uh you know corn in the background and stuff <laughs> <laughs> fully intense it and it's just haunting it's just your like, dreams <laughs> yeah don't fall asleep with a DVD menu on in the background. <laughs> I've just, hey, I miss commentary. Yeah. I bet, you, I bet there's people who rip them and like stick them on the internet and you can just press play at the right time or something. Yeah, yeah. But where you could tell it was like the actor was contractually obliged to do it and they didn't really want to do it, but about halfway through the film they realised they had some insightful stuff to say. Yeah. So they spend the first half being a grumpy dick and then the second half they're like, oh, I guess I could talk about this. I am getting paid. Yeah. What's a bit the like being Apple at a convention film? with good comics. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the yeah, the, the money part, you're just like, well, maybe I will at the end. We'll have to see how we go. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't what, um, what's the commentary with Ben Affleck where he clearly hates the film and he's getting drunk and he's like laughing at um, oh. Space One? Deep oh, Impact Armageddon. or Armageddon? 
Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah. See, that, that is, sounds like it would be fun. Yeah, that is a film. <laughs> <laughs> I've, not I've not seen it. I think, so when I was younger, I used to work in Top Man and we, you'd have your breaks in the break room and all they had was a TV with a, like one of those TVs with a built-in VHS and all we had on DVD was a copy of Quadrophenia, most <laughs> of the episodes of Friends, but like just random ones <laughs> someone bought in a charity shop and Armageddon. And there was a girl that I used to work with who was obsessed with that film and would just curl up on the on the sofa and watch it and weep <laughs> um, on her lunch break and then be like, right, okay, back to work, dry her eyes off and walk downstairs. And so I've seen parts of that film I've probably seen it all multiple times, but in like thirty-minute chunks. See, you just don't get that anymore. Nowadays, a break room is just everyone sits on the phone. And don't the wedding get singer. Full-on weeping <laughs> at weird films. Yeah, I guess we we saw those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> the pub that I worked in had a VHS player in and TV in the break room as well. Oh, it's taking me back now. I think it had a lot of Simpsons cassettes and um, Family Guy and stuff like that. It was always cartoons. Oh, okay. That's better than watching Friends. I think I just have like a... uh, I I kind of hate the idea of Friends now. I hate the idea of Armageddon. You don't have to just hate the idea of Friends. You can hate Friends anyway because it's shit. Yeah, I was trying... (laughs) It is shit, but it's very easy to watch. That's true. The Wedding Singer is just... That is a film. That is a fucking dreadful film. It's not a good I, film. I don't mind the wedding singer. I'm. This is, if you've ever listened to my other show, <laughs> <laughs> no. To be fair, if you ever listened to my other show that I do weekly, I've got this this thing about me being an apologist for Adam Sandler, and I still keep saying that I'm going to make Rob do like a month's worth of Adam Sandler films. But we haven't done that yet. But we did talk about the wedding singer. Have you done? Um, you've done Punch Drunk Love on your? No, we haven't you done that. Do. See, that's, that's like what, probably his best one. That is his best one. Uncut oh. Gems, everyone was banging on about. It was good, though. I did like it. I yeah. haven't gone around to watching that yet. That's it's not a rom-com. said that it was really stressful, so I decided not to watch it. It's only stressful if uh, your tolerance for stress is low. Yeah, no, my, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a day for me. I just like, this is just... It's just life, man. It's just fine. It's only stressful yeah. if you've ever been involved in a heist. Mm. No. Yeah, gambling and jewelry. If you know that world, I suppose. Yep, we do. How <laughs> stressful did yeah. you find uh, weeds on fire? Yeah, <laughs> so that's why we're here. Scale of yeah. one to ten. Oh, yeah. Um, I found the last part a bit stressful. I was slightly concerned about his friend. Yeah. He didn't have a good time of it in the end. He didn't. Yeah, it came out of nowhere with him suddenly like attacking a guy. Yeah, he was. That was was like, oh, he's kind of a kind of a cocky guy, and he hangs out at a snooker snooker place. Um, Oh yeah, now now he's murdering someone. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't put the two and two together with that. You're gonna turn into a gangster and the snooker hall. I thought it was just a fun place to be. Yeah, you know, just thought it was where the kids were hanging out in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was so, a guy with a facial blemish. He was a bad egg and he was leading him down a dark path. <laughs> facial blemish. His boss. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 the guy who he asked for three thousand. He asked for three grand, and I guess out off screen, um, he told him he had to kill someone for three grand. I guess. Mm. Yeah, I so. um, as an aside, in preparation for this, I read up about weeds on fire. Okay. And part of the production and my research went all the way to Wikipedia. And then under the production uh, column, it says it was produced for a very small amount of money on a grant, which is like two million Hong Kong dollars. Oh, wow. Um, but I looked it up and that is like, um, it's like 600 grand or something less than that. Yeah. So all the times they're talking in the film, they speak about quite like high sums of money. Like he's asking for three grand. Um, the 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 coach. The plot of the film is like a, a teach a principal wants to start a baseball team, right? Mm. And he asked for six hundred and thirty grand to start a a child's baseball team. <laughs> it's money laundering. Isn't it? I don't know, so how many hats? How many? <laughs> how much are these fucking bats that you're buying? <laughs> yeah, they were in a golden it's... catcher's mask, just like yeah, boy. It is less, but it's still more than you'd hope for a children's baseball team. But it's it's much less than six hundred and thirty uh, US dollars. So that in mind, you know, he wasn't asking for loads, and the boss still turned him down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boss, not a good guy, really, is he? No. no. If anyone's the villain of this piece, it's him. Exactly. And the people who didn't think that the baseball team was a good idea but ate the guy's pastries or whatever they were. Oh, yeah, that was They're disgusting like... as well. I did. I took some notes. There's only three. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was how disgusted you were by guys eating I pastries. Got... I was interested in this manga that the guy was reading. Anytime I see a comic in a film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I looked that up. Um, close-up shots of eating, comma, gross. It was <laughs> <laughs> that is concise and very correct. And yeah. then um, I liked the I like that they explain the rules of baseball really quickly in the film as well for people who don't really know them. Yeah, that was kind of cool. with an animated section. Um, Help me. I do know the rules of baseball, I've realised, but only from... Um, there's a good episode of Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, where they all play baseball in the holodeck. <laughs> and that sums it up as well. That's Brilliant. Incredible. No spoilers, because if we run out of baseball films, we might end up watching that for yeah, this podcast. Um, well, yeah, honestly, well, that's a great, great bit of baseball theme media. <laughs> I would be okay with us watching that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Add it to the list. Um, yeah, I started making notes, but then we didn't turn the light on, and it got kind of dark in the living room, um, so I couldn't see what I was writing, so I gave up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, given um, given what Josh said about the the budget for the film, like it definitely didn't look like a cheaply made film to me. Um, no, nope. I kept thinking about this through the film, where it felt like the the. The actual story and the plot and the acting was a little bit like a little bit lacking, but the actual production value of the of the film felt really high. Like the cinematography and the like and the sort of photography of it was really nice and good. Um, it didn't didn't seem like it was a really cheaply made 
No, they had lots of long arty shots, which I liked. It kind of rem- reminded me of the Revenant, Re- Rev- that one, the one with the bear. <laughs> the, um, the but without, Revenant. <laughs> but without <laughs> a big bear. Um, with the shots looking up through the tower where he lived and then the shots looking at the grass of the surrounding field. And there was that really weird moment where the camera was in the ball or he was basically picking up a camera and your yeah. view was that of a baseball and that really was interesting but it freaked me out a bit yeah that that was the bit where i was i had been thinking the whole film that it looked looked really good and then (laughs) when he did that i was like if you notice the way he picked it up was obviously not how you would pick up a ball because he was picking (laughs) up a camera and it just it like it completely ruined the whole film for me (laughs) that's your version of whenever i see TV screens in films and they've been like badly green screened on. Oh, yeah. Oh, or like that someone's filmed something on like a video camera and then when you see it in the film, it's like this high def, amazing <laughs> thing like Compton. So that always takes me out of a film. And your yeah. your thing is if you see someone hold a ball wrong, yeah, immediately <laughs> you're out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, he would. I was actually analyzing the guys, the guys pitching a little bit and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm not, so who's I'm not going to do this. Sam, he really needs to get his elbow back a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam and Paddy, you in. both are baseball experts. That's that correct. You both play and th- you both know how to throw a ball, um, roughly. I'd say so. Vaguely, yeah, roughly. <laughs> and Rosie, both, do you? They both play in British local baseball teams, which they're not Amazing. saying. They are they won't actually. Say- they won't say the names, or they just. No, they're just saying, "Oh yes, I can throw a ball." I oh suppose. right, okay. but like, yeah, no, they both play for, for you know, yeah, teams. Diff- different teams, which is a shame mm-hmm. because I'm a pitcher and Sam's a catcher, so it would actually be really nice if we were to play on the same team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you All should star. get those little like team. you know, and yeah. well, none of you oh, are yeah. teenage girls, but when I was a teenage girl, <laughs> <laughs> the little necklaces <laughs> where it was like a heart, and one friend yeah. had the heart, and the other friend had the other one. Ba- yeah. Like pitcher and catcher, you two should get some sort of little interlocking necklace. Let's <laughs> get half a mitt each. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Will you ever? Would you ever meet on the field? Is this is the league set up or whatever the system? Um. Yeah, we would technically. Well, our teams are potentially. Yeah. But, um, the That's teams it. are in the base in the same league. Yeah. You have to do like uh, a podcast before and after that. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. might not be talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but fucking god. Although it depends if um if they let me go into double A because your 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 guys only have a double A team, whereas we have a single A and double A, and I'm on the single A team, so I need to get promoted first. Yeah, we. I'm I'm in the lowest version, but our the lowest one is is double A. So yeah, I I would definitely be playing in single A if we had one. <laughs> you haven't got enough people down here to yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, um, I know some things about baseball. Mostly learnt through the 2018 to 19. No, when does it start? When's it? No, 2019 Blue Jay season, right? Yeah, it you watched a bunch of 18, do you? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. I think I slapped through it. Oh, yeah. You and were you've seen Field of Dreams quite a few times, as we yeah, found out on the last episode. made me expert. That is true. <laughs> and I watched Airbud, which taught me a lot. Yeah. And Rosie actually has a ridiculously hard throw. Really? Mm. 
No, it's good. <laughs> we we also been playing this game where you where you try and throw accurately to each other, so you score points for how accurately you throw to oh, someone. Really? And Rosie beats me every time. Ah, interesting. Mm. Sharpshooter. Yeah. So but either she's really good or I'm really shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Have you got those guns that you can like record the speed of the ball? No, the radar no, gun. I did um, when the London series was on. Um, we went and I tried to do the pitching bit and I got such bad stage fright I did absolutely terribly. There's something about having a bunch of strangers watching you from a very long queue that made me just freak out and yeah, I could it's throw right. anything. I had like eight year old kids in the next lane throwing faster than me. It was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> we uh in school I remember we played cricket once and um, it wasn't like on the curriculum properly or something. Like I'd never I don't think I'd ever played cricket before and I was like fourteen. And uh, I'd never even seen it. And uh, everyone was around and I had to like pitch or whatever. I don't know what. Bowl. Mm, Yeah. And uh, it was my first one and there's like 40 kids watching me. And I pulled my arm back and I like clipped my leg. (laughs) And then I threw, I did the, I finished the throwing motion. And then I looked, I was like, I can't see the ball. And I looked behind me and it just rolled up. Where I clipped my leg, it just started rolling behind me. (laughs) (laughs) That is the stuff of nightmares. That's the sort of thing that I have in, like, recurring dreams about the stress (laughs) of playing a real game. Yeah. That's rough. I, I want to make a film about that. But I think it was at home. My dad had one of those kids' cricket sets. And we always had to play cricket in the garden. I don't remember doing it at school though. But... We we played cricket loads when we were kids. We also used to play French cricket, where where you use your um your legs are like the wickets, so you. Um, <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> you do you like play it with a tennis ball, but you you do it so you hold the bat flat in front of your legs, and you have to like bat it away. It's basically just like the the I don't know. I don't why know why we played French it like that. Cricket. I yeah, the French league. love to injure people by throwing things at them. Have you not seen Les Miserables? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's based on. I was thinking about uh, games to play as a kid the other day, and I remembered we... I don't. I, I guess this is a proper game that... Like, we wouldn't have invented this. But we used to just stand on, like... Um, so we'd get a road and you'd with the pavement on either side, and you'd stand one person on each pavement, and you'd have, like, a football, and you'd have to try and throw it to the other curb and if it bounced off and you and it like bounced back at you and you caught it, you got to do like a little jump into the middle of the road and then you have to just try and keep doing it until you could jump over to the other side. And it it sounds c- incredible. You have to just make your way. Curbsies. Like. So um, I'm hoping that I get some sort of film treatment at some point. Yeah, yeah. I did Google it and it is, no- is known, so um, oh, it's okay. out there. I was going to say, is this like a basketball situation where you've just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah? This could be an important moment break? in Welsh cinema. Yeah, the first Welsh. Uh, there's a there's a famous Welsh rugby film from the seventies. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, Grand Slam or something like that. But aside from that, it'd be this. It maybe be the second Welsh sports film. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Where where does Weeds on Fire rate in the pantheon then of uh, baseball films that you that you've either seen in your life or just have covered on this podcast? Oh, it's a bit early to say. I need to go through the rest of my notes first. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just first, first. To imp- do you enjoy it? Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I thought the main character 
Lung, although wow. it's not pronounced Lung, but we'll go with it. Um, I quite liked him. He was stoic. He very much had a bit of a shit upbringing from the looks of it, but he didn't moan about it, which I think is possibly just like a really Western thing to moan relentlessly as a teenager. But he was pretty silent throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, there was some good drama with him and his friend. And then they weren't friends, and then he kind of helped him out, and then he got, like, got in the gangster sense. <laughs> yeah. Got, um, got. Got, yeah. got. Hmm. Got, got. And, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. He the, So the film started, I'm you know, we presume that everyone listening to this piece of podcasting genius has watched it already. But uh, the film begins with him getting a ball to the face, which I can contest is a very painful thing to happen. A comebacker. <laughs> A comebacker. That sounds yeah. like something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it. A comebacker. Uh, okay. It's funny because I knew that, but you saying it out loud sounds wrong. <laughs> it might be a British accent. Um, yeah, comebacker. Um, so yeah, the film starts. <laughs> well, actually, the film starts with him talking from more like present day. So this film came out in 2016. He's talking back about that game that he played, uh, yeah. got hit in the face, and then it goes back again to where it all began. It's what's commonly referred to as the double flashback. <laughs> again, yeah. you can't say these things. <laughs> Flashbacker. <laughs> and there's a baseball rolling along the road in slow motion in the present day. I quite like that. Yeah. I didn't understand that scene though because it looks like a tented area. So I I think I got from the end of the film that it was talking about some of the problems in Hong Kong recently. Right. That was my assumption. Because there's like tents on the street and there's mm. when it goes back to it at the end they're talking about there's some sort of like protest going on um, right. and I assume it's to do with because there's been quite a lot of protesting in Hong Kong in the last few years hasn't there yeah i think this one is a reference to um it was, i think this came out in 2016 okay in hong kong so i think there was a progress in 2014 okay right. but it's essentially about similar issues uh as the one that's going on at the moment or was just going on so okay. i guess that's where those tents were coming from yeah that makes more sense i forgot yeah. about that Already. I literally watched it an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because you didn't take enough notes. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't one of my three. Light on. You <laughs> only allow yourself three notes for every form. Mm. You can really <laughs> get to the core of something. I mean, you can only have three thoughts about it. Yeah. You really whittle it down to its essence. It's like those job interview things. Describe yourself in three words. They describe close up eating. Gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, when did you watch this? Did you watch it? Um, today and yesterday, I sort of watched it and I sort of watched half of it yesterday and half of it today because I had to sort oh, of okay. find little moments where I could watch it in between work and looking after my small feral child. So <laughs> <laughs> my time for, for watching films is very limited. I, <laughs> I managed it. That is. That is an acceptable excuse because anyone else who watches films in two parts is an absolute fucking monster. Yeah, I no, usually I don't like to, but sometimes you it. have to. It's one of the points of contention with Rosie and I ever since we've been together because every so often we'll put something on and Rosie's like, we get halfway through and she's like, oh, I'm feeling a bit tired. Can we 
watch the rest of this tomorrow and it just it's obscene yeah and then i just fall asleep hearing it and miss the second half anyway yeah that's fine as long as i get to watch the rest of it i don't give a shit (laughs) it's not the way they're designed they're not designed to have like a week or a day between the two parts but most of the things i'm doing while i'm watching a film i'm on my phone sometimes i'm bad at like I like to Wikipedia a film as I'm watching it and try not to spoil the end by like only reading up to, <laughs> to where I am. In the film. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing at that, but I do that too. There's a, a cat as well. I always have a cat. So it's just like, I don't know, you make your own rules, don't you? There's, yeah. there's no perfect environment. No, it's true. it's true. We normally have gerbils making a racket, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, noisy bastards. Um, yeah, so this was the so I didn't realize until the end, but this film was actually based on a true story, or at least the the team was based on a true story. Mm. The um, yeah. first Chinese teenage baseball team in Hong Kong. See, this is the other thing that slightly confused me, and maybe it's just my ignorance to do with with Hong Kong and and its kind of geopolitical landscape, but. I'm assuming that there's a lot of like uh, students from other countries, like because there was an American team and there was a team that was Japanese. Yeah, they I'm didn't assuming... really explain that bit as to why there was like international yeah. teams. Playing. I guess I guess there's some stuff in the film that maybe is more obvious to it because it's it was a t- obviously a film that's been made for for the mar- that market. You know, it's it's sort of marketed at at the audience in Hong Kong. So I guess there's some stuff that that I found a bit confusing like that. By me. I wondered about that as well because in the in the final, the last game, the um the opposing team took the field first, which means that they're the home team. So it was at their home ground, but it was clearly still in Hong Kong. So yeah. why would a Japanese team have a home ground in Hong Kong? Or maybe that was just an inconsistency. But um I think you're right that it's uh I think there's a lot of like world schools, English language schools and stuff in yeah. uh, Hong Kong. So, but I didn't think about that when I saw the American team for the first time, because I think because that massive number was floated right at the start. I need six hundred thirty thousand dollars to start this team. I said they're going all out, flying in. The best. <laughs> yeah, they literally. I was like, this is where the money's going. Um, so we sort of um... added up. It is Hong Kong dollars. Their currency is dollars. Yeah. I I went to Hong Kong in um, 2012, and it was about $12 to the pound at that time. So maybe it's about the oh. same thing. It's about £50,000, I guess, which is still a shitload of money for a baseball team. <laughs> but not, not <laughs> flying not in, fly in Americans. high schoolers. America. No. Be international. So this was based in 1984 or something? Yeah. Yeah. So would that would they still have had international students? Because part of the point of the film, they showed old Maggie um, Thatcher. So it was to do with after the agreement where Hong Kong became its was was released from British. Was it? Well, this is yeah, prior to that, isn't it? I think the British control ended in like ninety four or ninety five. It was ninety seven, oh, but it, the the uh, thingy was signed in nineteen eighty four. But it's kind of a weird one because that only apl- applied to the new territories, which is where Sha Tin is. So the oh, okay. the town, but um, because basically the British government signed a hundred year lease on that territory with the Chinese emperor. 
in oh, um, like it's a like it's a 1897 yeah exactly yeah so it's a really bizarre thing but then the other territories were um like indefinitely british but they're all part of hong kong so basically it was to say that in 1997 all of it goes back to china right, right. i see all right i think maggie that meeting that, that was on the news uh channel or whatever i think that's something to do with like they were going to embrace more immigration into Hong Kong and stuff. Um, But obviously it was enough to have uh, a Japanese teenage team and an American teenage team. There was a talk of an Australian team, but they were never shown. Yeah. Yeah, I did did notice them say Australia because it seemed a bit out of place because although they have a really great league in Australia for, for baseball, like obviously the US and Japan are very well known for mm. a long history of, and they said Australia and I was like, really? Australia? Big boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. My favourite team that they played against was the Little Leaguers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, was that- like the comic highlight of the film, wasn't it? Yeah, with, there was the kid that had the amazing like home run trot where he basically just took about five minutes to dance around the bases. <laughs> it was incredible. It reminded me of Jose Bautista. Yeah. Um, yeah. I right, see. I know things about baseball. <laughs> you know some Great players. Ball. The infamous bat flip where he got beaten up in a game afterwards because he was too cocky running around. That kid, that kid in the little league, he is he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> beaten. Yeah, and it all happened to a kind of 80s heavy metal soundtrack as well. The music was good in this film for the most part. There was a schmaltzy pop song at the end, which I didn't like. Yeah. There were some good bits, like synthy 80s music. Yeah, I I, I thought it was really nice. It wasn't too, like, they didn't do the thing that a lot of films set in the 80s do which is like really blast out some well-known 80s classic i imagine with that budget they wouldn't have been able to do that anyway but (laughs) yeah couldn't get um, rights but there was because of that they had this this kind of nice what sounded like a soundtrack that had been written for it with these like really nice 80s tinged little musical pieces and they had some nice like classical piano-y stuff in there as well for the for the serious parts, but I really, really enjoyed the music in this. They yeah, there was one... like a sad guitar refrain as well that kept coming back that I quite uh, enjoyed. See, I never think to pay attention to that stuff. The thing I did notice was the one random English spoken song in the middle that completely threw me because <laughs> all of the others, the, the pop song at the end was sung in what I can imagine to be, uh, what is it? Cantonese. 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 They speak rather than Mandarin. Um, there was a pop song at the end of in Cantonese, but there was a song kind of nearing the end that was sung in English, and it was really weird. Through yeah. me. I can't even remember that either. My God. <laughs> <laughs> that probably happened 45 minutes ago. You should have watched half of it yesterday and then half of it today. <laughs> could have worked well. <laughs> um, yeah. There was a part where the coach slapped every kid on the on the team. Is that That's yeah. my other note. <laughs> yes, yeah, questionable physical abuse from coach now that was after he made them run up to the top of the hill with a big crucifix on it as well <laughs> yeah well just, you drive that point home yeah it's not on that sort of behavior but um in the 80s do you think i think that's probably dressed up like i bet it was worse 
It probably was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were lucky. A side, <laughs> a side bar to that is also very questionable romantic politics between uh, Y and uh, his girlfriend, where he yeah. he just storms into the girl's toilet. Yeah, that's yeah. not a boundaries that should not should not be crossed. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? And then the the getting pregnant after one. And him being a jerk about it. I mean, that's pretty standard, like teenage drama. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's funny because there's there's quite a lot about this film that wasn't really standard. Like it, even though it's it's got that whole like team team becoming a team and overcoming adversity stuff, and it's got some of the like teen drama stuff. Like it, it's not a really like formulaic film, but then there's certain parts of it like the the whole ah how can we create some sort of issue here ah yes someone's gonna get pregnant <laughs> it's think... good that it's an 80s film though oh sorry sam but yeah it's good that it's 80s set because that's like a, a running thing in a lot of like teen 80s movies isn't it is like yeah. it all goes a bit wrong and there's a there's a pregnancy <laughs> issue like uh, dirty yeah. dancing and uh what's it 16 candles yeah. so it works time wise yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. And there was a bit where the pregnant girlfriend slept in Lung's bedroom and that got a bit weird. And I was like, is why gonna why why is he gonna come and like punch his friend to shit but he was already getting attacked but after trying to attack the man with a machete, yeah. I think. Yeah, I didn't understand the the meaning of him having something something very small wrapped around his hand like if it was to cover his fingerprints from the oh, machete you mean the, right, yeah. or was it for yeah. grip i don't know was it was, lucky it, lucky rag yeah yeah lucky machete stabbing rag, rag. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh what's this oh it's just my stabbing rag yeah get it right going out get a knife get a stabbing rag all get the, the shoes guys don't make that much Noise. The, I don't really the, think about it. Actually, there was quite a lot of drama, wasn't there? Because then also Lung's mum was cheating on the dad, but she didn't look comfortable about it, and then she just got up and left. Yeah, that was strange because um, the they the only thing you see of the dad really is that Lung says that he made her move to Hong Kong at some point. Yeah, and and that she doesn't really like him. Um, and but the only evidence you see of his bad behaviour is when he's eating rice and he just starts coughing while he's eating the like oh, <laughs> just impolite. Yeah. It's that gross. That's terrible. gross, mate. That's to be honest, that's grounds for going off with a policeman. But <laughs> like you don't see anything else. You just see him just spitting spitting his rice out. And she's just like shaking her head, just like oh, oh this you again. Disgust me. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty gross, wasn't it? And then that, that was, was worse bit... than the pastries for me. Yeah. <laughs> There was also not long after that, you there was like for no real reason them having sex, and then it just panned out, and he was having a sn- midnight snack while his parents were doing it. Silently. Yeah, but I don't think were they having sex, or were was she having sex with the guy that she cheated on him with later? No, no, it was no, it was, uh, it was marital, was it? It was but he yeah. wasn't moving, so I wasn't sure whether what what like it didn't look like sex to me. Like he was oh, just yeah, laid no. dead flat, and she was just rummaging. Hey, look, people have got their their own 
their own styles, okay? Just because it's not... Well, you were was, was struggling to muster the energy to eat that rice. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end, he's all sweet and, like, repairing some of the baseball kit or something. Yeah, so. the, I think the odd part I found was when, when the mum leaves and he helps her down with her bag to a taxi where the other man is stood there. <laughs> yeah. 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 He just stands there and watches his wife be taken away from him. I did wonder if it was a cultural thing, because in, you know, around here, if you, you know, went off with some other boat, you'd be there, like, screaming at the car, like, you fucking dickhead! Like, <laughs> don't you dare! Whereas he was just very quiet and just... I guess he was just... Shocked. Yeah, just resigned to the... Yeah. Resigned to the fact that it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, but it is trying to tell that kind of cultural story as well, isn't it? That there's a sort of, there's a directness to the storytelling that I think we're not necessarily used to in Western cinema. And all of that stuff really comes down to what's actually in the film and what it's trying to say. And when it's it's got all his kind of voiceovers telling you what the film wants you to think, which is that, oh, some things changed that summer and now I wish I could go back there, but I learned a lot from it. And it actually does that in a very direct way. But I think as that is a cultural thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It was not. It was refreshing not to have people screaming "prick" at a taxi on a film. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting, and I liked the the lead character. I thought he was a very likable character, even with his little fringe. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, just, a truly awful haircut. I liked it. I it made me think I should have like a short fringe. I don't know. It wouldn't see me, but anyway, it's inspiring. I I really enjoyed at the start when they were throwing plastic bags full of water off of a building because <laughs> i was like that is that is industrious and you know it's you know you found a way around maybe you your family hasn't got much money and you can't afford branded water balloons but you can yeah. sure as shit <laughs> throw a plastic bag full of water off of a building yeah. <laughs> it was it was interesting and the high rise was something else and then that led me and Sam onto the route of you told me about the city was it called the oh, city? Kowloon walled city do you guys know about this yeah so I heard about I didn't know a lot about it um but I was uh, reading a book a William Gibson book where he kind of talks about an idea that's based on on that and it I did a little bit of reading but we were looking it up last night and it is was genuinely like a kind of insane thing that it really existed yeah was... the wall was the tower block so it was like this heavily massively densely populated area of tower blocks wasn't it that was in a government free zone in yeah Hong Kong. i guess it was similar to how what's the place called that we were talking about christian oh, i can never say yeah the place in denmark um one of these kind of like semi-lawless well, yeah, isn't that like some sort of Mad Max area in the middle of Denmark? Where it's yeah, just like... it's really weird. I was saying to Sam last night, because I have been there, you're not allowed to take photos, and as you walk through it, everyone has masks on, which now, in the coronavirus world, is completely normal to see people in masks out and about. But when I was there, it was like five years ago, and it was just really weird. No one looked at you in the eye, everyone shuffled about. It was complete, like, wow. free state. Uh, really weird. Full of drugs. Um, wow. Yeah really weird weird place but yeah so that was the so it's a similar kind of place in hong kong back then it was d- demolished in like 94 or something wasn't it? uh yeah 94 or 95 i think it was demolished but yeah it was essentially like sealed up you you had to enter it through like 
alleyways and yeah and through the buildings sort of thing yeah but then we got onto that because of the housing in hong kong and how it's like one of the most densely populated areas or something ridiculous yeah. in the world yeah. um and that high rise that the to the main character and his best friend not best friend gangster guy um lived in and it was yeah just kind of crazy that i can't imagine growing up in a place like that i guess right yeah. privileged but that was well, part is, of the film there's a thing there that like um they're very similar in terms of their upbringing and stuff uh y and lung uh and kind i guess it's a baseball film isn't it and baseball is the focus so it's going to be a bit simplistic but i guess it's about like Lung could have made the same choices as Y, but he didn't, and he yeah. decided to play baseball instead, and he was fine. And Y left the team in a half, and he ended up trying to stab a man and then getting glassed in the face. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens if you don't play baseball. Yeah. Yes. So okay. if I hadn't chosen to play baseball, I could have been glassed by someone. That's all we're getting at. I right? have a stabbing rack yeah. hanging up in the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and my favourite machete. Yeah, yeah, but overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, yeah I really, really liked it. Um, I thought yeah. the baseball content was good as well, but you don't have to, I think, know anything about baseball to watch it and enjoy it because it gives you the little yeah. explainer as well. But even without that, I think you still have an idea of you know when people are hitting and running the bases or whatever. It's more about the team and the coach and the friendships and stuff, which is how a baseball movie should be. I think. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I I really enjoyed a lot of the baseball stuff. I think there was one bit towards the end where I um I think it's when they were showing the last game and then like coming the comeback in in that game and they it was like this really quick fire um montage of people getting hits and people getting strikeouts and it like even me as someone who understands how baseball works it really like confused me because i was like they're hitting no they're hitting ah, so no i know it looks like a crazy yeah. futuristic game where there's like it's all <laughs> happening at once <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like if you ever see like football with like four balls at the same time or something like it was yeah it was wild yeah or if you've ever played kerbsies yeah yeah very futuristic. Yeah, what's the official name for that sport kerbsies it's right whoever said that then right. uh, okay yeah, curbsies, hundred percent correct. <laughs> Maybe I'll make a curbsy comment. Yeah, yeah do it. Curbsy yeah. league. Tell the world about the curbsies. Yeah, I did enjoy that he read the manga. Uh, only, he only read it. He had no interest in it. But he read it because this girl he fancied across the road liked it. Um, yeah. about that. So did you yeah. say you found out what the comic? Found out what it was. It was Touch, I think, while he was reading. Yeah. But um, basically, the guy who wrote Touch, Touch was like a massively famous manga in like the 80s. Okay. And the guy who wrote it, um, wrote alongside it another baseball manga and has essentially just been doing baseball manga nonstop. He's done some other things, but it's mainly baseball manga. So he's written Touch, Cross Game, Mix... And one of them's still going on now, and he's like in his seventies, I think, or he's uh, and he's still writing baseball manga. So he's the amazing. king wow. of baseball stuff. I and there's film adaptations of those books, so maybe they're primed for a for a pod. Ah, ah, nice. Amazing. Yeah, I'm but, gonna look um, into them. They look quite good. 
That's really cool. Huh. That's really good. It's new reading material. Um, I think the only other thing that I would say about the baseball content is that if you got hit with a comebacker directly you in up. your face, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't get up. And if you did get up, I don't think anyone's going to let you carry on pitching, especially when yeah. your your ERA has gone through the roof already. You've given up like six earned runs. That's... But they had no other pitcher. No, the, the other pitcher quit and he'd been glassed. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to see the coach come in and pitch. Oh, I was yeah. just thinking that. Maybe. Sam and Paddy, as baseball fans, maybe you're just taught that, you know, oh, you get hit in the face by a, whatever it's called, comeback, <laughs> splashback, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you get hit in the face, then, oh, no, you can't play anymore. Maybe it's just that the teenage Hong Kong baseball, they're far more tough than these. So you're you know, saying that we're just MLB yeah, sh- people. sheeple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The nose is a resilient uh, organ. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, have either of you been hit in the face with a baseball, like a proper one? I'm not a comebacker, but I've had a pit. I've been hit in the face by a pitch, which is usually as fast as a comebacker. Or comebackers will be a bit faster, I guess. But yeah, I have been hit in the face by a pitch. The um the first time that I went and met the baseball team that I play on now, Bournemouth Bears, I turned up for a um for a training session had never played baseball before and uh they were towards the end of the session they were doing fly balls so hitting like some big long high balls and everyone was taking it in turns to try and uh try and catch it and i took one right in the eye oh, oh my god you then told people that it was me that hit him because <laughs> <laughs> you're such a good uh you're such a good thrower so accurate yeah yeah, yeah. Because he had his revenge. Because was it at the beginning of lockdown or near then? With there's a golf course around the back of here that we were going and playing a lot of catch in the evenings because there was barely anyone up there. And thankfully, it was one of the soft baseballs, like the training soft ones. But Sam threw one and it hit me square on the nose. <laughs> and it was so painful. Like I only had a minor nosebleed, but that stung. If that had been a hard normal baseball, I think it would have looked far probably worse. Nose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A ball in the face, like a football or a softball, is or a tennis ball. Uh so annoying. It's like it's not even the pain is one thing, but it's just like because it's like such a quick sting. I've never felt rage in my life like when <laughs> if people if I, I went to a park once in lockdown and uh oh no, after lockdown when they said you could go to parks and stuff if you were like distancing. Yeah. So we went to sit in a park and there was loads of kids around with Footballs, just kicking footballs up into here, and every time I see like a shadow move across the floor near me, I just like start flinching. <laughs> uh, but I maybe three times in my life been hit in the face with a with a sports ball, and I just, just rage. Yeah. Even now, I'm getting warm. <laughs> <laughs> good. I think you should channel that. Me, yeah, I'll just use it for something positive. But I, I've kicked balls away into a. Someone was playing catch near me and they threw a football at my head on accident and I kicked it into a field and they were <laughs> gone. I couldn't use it for the rest of the night. Take but that, that uh, him getting hit in the nose was probably the only thing that really showed the the budgetary constraints because he, he got smashed right in the, the face with his ball and he was bleeding from the nose, like out of his nostrils. 
And the fake blood didn't look very good on his shirt as well. It's clearly oh, ketchup. Blood. Yeah. But he didn't have, like, a split. They couldn't afford, like, the prosthetic cut that you would need on a nose. So he just had blood emanating from the middle of his nose, but, like, no sauce. <laughs> S-O-U-R-C, not ketchup. Um, <laughs> he did have some yeah. sauce there. Yeah, some sauce on his shirt. Um, and I was like, "If you got to shoot around there. But there was right close-ups of his face. It, he just it, had it was, and blood. It was kind of bugging me that he... The whole time he was pitching, he carried on having the blood coming out of his nostrils. Like, yeah, if you've got him <laughs> pitched multiple innings after that, there's there's going to have been some time where you were sat on the bench, like just wipe your nose, just <laughs> wipe it off. Have five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Does anyone yeah. know the veracity of the score? Like, is that is it? Was it really like that in that last game? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how like. I got the impression by like one or two, didn't they? I got the impression by the ending that where the, where they showed the the real beginnings of the team that we were kind of just shown a version of of a story and not necessarily the story. Yeah. Did you get the impression from those photos that they were like eight in real life as well? No, I, think <laughs> they, I think they actually were. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, look I think old. it was a primary school team. It's nuts right. that an eight-year-old would smash someone would try and cut someone with a machete frankly yeah. <laughs> die young <laughs> yeah i guess it depends when you're giving your first stab brag i guess but yeah, yeah. yeah it's a cultural thing they start them early yeah is that possible um, the amount the to like does that happen in baseball where you lose non-stop for an entire half of the game and then can still win halfway through or is oh it, yeah yeah, absolutely. It d- it definitely does happen. That was, was usually you change picture and then it would ch- change. <laughs> yeah, so you wouldn't. Just you definitely wouldn't be keeping better, the same guy you? in. Yeah, no, I guess maybe you would get better. Him getting hit in the face really just jazzed him up, got him going. Yeah, it's true. But it was all the part of being always being told that he wasn't good enough, wasn't it? It was a lot of the hangover of his friend basically being a dick to him when they were growing up saying that he'd never be as good as him and then he got hit in the face with that ball and then it all came flooding back and he wanted to prove him wrong and he did but I don't know yeah I feel like if I got hit in the face with the ball I wouldn't pitch better I I I feel like I'd be like I think I'm gonna sit this one out boys yeah Yeah. under 18 you check for a concussion on that yeah yeah but this is coming from a teacher who literally slaps children so you know yeah, he did it yeah. once. And remember, they called him the chalk principal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I made a note of that. That was great. Yeah, very I, literal yeah, with their nickname. Very clever. When, he, when they said, oh, he's the chalk principal, I turned to my girlfriend who I was watching it with and I was like, he's going to come in at the end and be really good at baseball. <laughs> and then and then the next scene, he was just like, I, I need 630 grand to start a baseball team. I was like, fuck. I thought I, I thought I caught like, some foreshadowing. He's going to drive <laughs> yeah. off. I thought they were going to rope in. They're like, oh my god, there's no one left. Who are we going to? And then they just look to the bleachers and the chalk principals there, and they're like, we know the guy. <laughs> he's got a handful of chalk. Yeah, he's ready. But nope, didn't happen. Good though. I was. At, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I sort of was. I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> sort of drifted. 
but I think I don't think it's the film. I've been doing that a lot recently. I think I lie down too much when I watch films on Netflix, and I need to be upright. Um, but I didn't miss much. There's a sort of low-level tiredness that we're all experiencing right yeah. now as a result of the whole lockdown coronavirus thing, isn't there? It never goes away. I fell asleep in front of the TV before this happened too, so I have no excuse. I just <laughs> get relaxed and then I just fall asleep. <laughs> I think it's the general just feeling of I'm too tired for this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which I is just... very much the principal's attitude as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered another one of the low budget bits, which I has now pieced together from knowing that the film didn't have that much money. But when uh, Lang and Y were they spray painted like a che- uh, like a check hashtag oh, type yeah. thing on the wall, but when they did it, it was them spraying it onto like clear plastic or something in front of the camera like you could see you were the wall you could spray it, see yourself being sprayed and then the camera angle changed and it was a wall and I was really confused so did they spray this wall after they sprayed that clear piece of plastic <laughs> I think they watched Breaking Bad because they do that a lot they they love they love a, a camera placed on an object yeah. that was one of their tricks all the time they loved that and they always liked a fake plexiglass surface that would cut then to be a solid surface in the next shot so i reckon they were watching watching yes, some yeah. uh, amc i never watched breaking bad so yeah that's me neither right. <laughs> now i know that was a good review of it josh thank it's you right. Right. <laughs> i i was i used to watch it as a teenager before it was popular uh, and i liked it more then because yeah. I, I felt yeah. like I found something. And then I saw all these Heisenberg t-shirts and I pretended I didn't like it. <laughs> I think that's why I didn't watch it because everyone went on about it. It's like Game of Thrones. I don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah. same here. I, I have a like general aversion to things. If things are really popular with lots of people, I feel like I'm not going to like them. And I'm, I'm, that judgment doesn't often... often go bad to be honest i've seen a few things that where i've been like oh this isn't as bad as i thought it would game of thrones is definitely not in that category because that is a pile of shit <laughs> you know, this is actually starting to click together in my mind as to why we have a english baseball movie podcast is that you don't like things sam that everyone else likes <laughs> i was just about to blow sam's mind and say you know what's really really popular in the u.s yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't live in the US, so it's fine. Exactly. And watching yeah. Yeah. Korean League baseball. No, I've not been watching the Korean, been watching Taiwanese, CPUPL. Because you can't get good streams of the Korean one, can you? No, and English English um, commentary on all the CPPL games, which is where everyone should be at. Yep. Right. Yeah. I know one Japanese baseball team, but I, I can't remember their name. <laughs> 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 I did. Uh, is it the Hiroshima Carp? Yeah. 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 I yeah. know them because a wrestler likes the Hiroshima Carp. Ah, of so course. It's got a bit of an official partnership. <laughs> That's very cool. Have you seen any of the Japanese baseball? Um, I haven't. I've I've seen a few clips and stuff from this year, but they've only just started up, haven't they, Paddy? Yeah, they started the week before last, I think. But I think the Carp have won a couple of games. Nice. I support that's when people say we to refer to sports teams. Um, I'll start doing that with the Hiroshima Cup now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I support them. I've decided now, and I'll um, 
I'll take all their victories as my own. Yes. So we've won a couple this season, you reckon? Yeah, we have. (laughs) Cool. So shall we we get some ratings? Yeah. So, Josh, our system works... um, it's out of nine because there's nine innings in a baseball game. <laughs> so, what is your rating out of nine? Oh, I need and you can do back. thirds as well because each inning is divided <laughs> into right, three okay. outs. <laughs> you could do like eight and a third if you want. Right. So I'm gonna I'll boil down my thought process. I I like to be proper with scores. Yeah. So I haven't seen that many baseball themed films. That was so, going to be my other question, actually. Just like, how, what other baseball films have you seen in general? Just so, like, you have what kind of context yeah. you had. For I haven't it. got a platonic ideal of a nine, basically. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but things I have seen, I've seen um, aforementioned um, Deep Space Nine episode about baseball. Yeah. I've seen the Simpsons episode where um, Mr. Burns starts a baseball team. Is that Homer at the bat. Yeah. Homer at the bat. I. Um, was aware as a child of a of a Super Mario um, baseball game on the GameCube that I wanted, but oh. it never came out over here because we don't like baseball. Yeah. Um, I like the show Eastbound and Down. Oh yeah, I like I've that never a lot. Seen that. It's uh, it's a filthy show, but it's a good show. It's a lot of baseball in it. You love oh, it. Okay. Someone gets an eye knocked out oh, by, yeah. a, by a comebacker. <laughs> Ah. Does he pitch the rest of the game though? <laughs> um, and there was one other thing I just thought of. That, oh yeah, I said to Rosie, there's a film called Boiling Point by um, Japanese film director Takeshi Kitano, oh. who uh, is all right. He's had, he's uh, he's a bit problematic now because he's a, he's an old man, you know, and he's like a he's a weird like broad comedian in Japan. Like uh, a Chris Tarrant, or uh, I don't know, who's the guy who hosts uh, the Chase? That man. <laughs> oh, so he's he's like the equivalent Bradley of him, yeah. but he also makes like art <laughs> films. So he's Bradley Walsh. If Bradley Walsh directed like art films that went to Cannes, <laughs> and he also, what else did he do? He also was the host slash designer of um, Takeshi's Castle, oh, really? which yep. is my favorite sport. Um, but he made a film called Boiling Point which is ostensibly a Yakuza film um, and it's quite a slow burner I think that's what I was thinking of when we were discussing this film last week and it was a gangster film I I had it in my head that there was some gangster film about baseball I think is what I was thinking of there's a softball team um, and someone who plays on the softball team is roped into a life of crime and uh, so that would be an eight. Okay. But the baseball content, I can't rate. So if I'm making that an eight, and this is going to be, I'd like to utilize the thirds now that I have them. Yeah. Seven and a third. Oh, Seven and okay. a third. Very good. Fair. Very good. Yeah. Paddy, what do you think? Yeah, I. You know what? I think seven and a third is a very, a very good and reasonable rating. Maybe. Maybe I'd push it to seven and two thirds just to go a little higher. It's not quite an eight because we've given an eight is a relatively high score, but yeah. I really, really enjoyed it and I connected with it a lot. Um, partly because it was set in Hong Kong as well, because I actually I have a, a couple of friends in Hong Kong who we visited and um, I grew up with these guys like at school. So I actually I feel a bit of an affinity with Hong Kong. It's a place that I really um, I really like and I have an interest in. 
So that was to have that combined with baseball content and done in a way that was quite, um, you know, sensitive and direct and aesthetically pleasing um, made for a really, really good film for me, despite all the things that we talked about, including the very visceral chewing. um yeah i i would say i i feel like whenever we talk about films i always like to i always end up picking out the negatives but i did genuinely really enjoy this film like though there's stuff in it that that stood out as being silly but that didn't ruin the film for me even the chewing didn't ruin the film (laughs) completely um i think i'm I think mine's a seven and a third. I think yeah. I think uh, I think it was a really enjoyable film. And it's really well made and, and knowing retrospectively that it it cost very little money in the grand scheme of how, how much it costs to, to make films. I think it was a really beautifully shot film and yeah, it was really it was interesting and enjoyable. I'm still hung on your point of saying that you pick out the negatives in films. I'm pretty sure if we go back over all the episodes, I am the one. It's true. (laughs) I didn't didn't say I was the only one. (laughs) Is your negative on all the films of the year about baseball? If if there's no baseball in this, nine. But... No, uh, they ruined a perfectly good film about a kid who gets mag- the magic ability to pitch really fast by having it be about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, like the thing, the thing you haven't realised, Josh, is that Rosie actually does love baseball. She just tries. She's playing an act of of, of right. Hate. I'm pulling a quizzical look at the moment. <laughs> I, I I sense a love. I when I spoke to Rosie though you said you didn't understand the rules. I think that was to make me feel better about not understanding the rules. Um, but, I understand um, some of them. I think the bottom line is that baseball has a lot of rules, and yeah. you, you have to you have to watch it quite a lot to really understand exactly how how it works. Yeah, and I and I enjoy it more now than I did the first year. The first year, it just felt like my whole life was pinned around when Sam was watching baseball, <laughs> and it was really boring. <laughs> when you're, it's like Stockholm syndrome when you all <laughs> <laughs> the time, and there's no other choice. You just learn to love it. Soothing. <laughs> just for the record, Grace is talking about baseball and not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can go out at any time. Um. I because <laughs> I don't care about lockdown. <laughs> I'm also gonna go for seven and a third. I I like that number. Yeah, I thought it was a good film. There are a lot of complex um familial and relationships for poor lung, but I think it wasn't over over dramatized really. It, it was he kind of dealt with it all at a very um, static level and it was all about wanting to overcome his kind of feelings about himself from how he's been told he would be growing up and by his best friend so yeah I liked it, I thought it was good even with the weird English lyric song halfway third of the way through <laughs> four, three, two thirds, bleh, some thirds yeah okay so that was what you marked it down on that that one song. Yeah. Otherwise, 
it would have been maybe seven and two thirds like Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> get that cool. one extra hitter out. Is there a system now to average these immediately and then find out where it sits, or is there like, is that going to be revealed later? Um, no. No. <laughs> I, what I've got open here is the list of challenges in Takeshi's Castle because. Oh, okay. well, I can tell you that now, straight away. So, I don't know the official names. Opening Gambit, uh, running through all the walls with some of them have got nets in them and some of them are just walls, which is insane. Uh, there's the one with the rocks where you can you're supposed to jump on these like PVC rocks, and some of them just sink into the water and you smash a head on a on a rock. Um, there's one where you have to sit in a big uh, rice bowl and a, a, like a professional wrestler pushes you down a hill and you have to try and not fall out. Is there rice there's in the bowl? A terrible one where you're supposed to sing karaoke while the same professional wrestler from earlier is like shaking the house that you're at this week. <laughs> you have to keep stay in tune and not fall off your little chair. Um, okay. there's a great one where you're on a drawbridge holding uh, aloft some sort of I think it's like a soccer ball, a football and you have to walk across this really rickety drawbridge while people, I guess it's, they'd be Takeshi's servants from the castle they're shooting other balls at you to try oh, and knock you off yeah, they, try and, they try and hit you in the face which I, obviously speaks to me given past experience <laughs> You get absolutely furious whenever you see absolutely that one. Furious. There's a real-life Super Mario one, which is like you're suspended maybe 15 feet in the air above really dirty, sort of infected-looking water. <laughs> and you have to, like, jump onto this spinning platform and then jump off onto a static platform and then wait for it to come back around and jump back onto it. Oh, amazing. I think, honestly, I think if I could go back in time... Um, I do really well on catchphrase, like the old catchphrase yeah. with um, yeah. Roy. And I think I do all right at Takeshi's Castle because it's it's more like you just have to throw your body in and just see what happens. There's no skill element to any of the games, so I think I got as good a chance as anyone. <laughs> I'm just yeah. looking at the list of challenges on Wikipedia because I I got there by looking at Takeshi Katana and then went through there in A to Z. The B starts with ball cupping. <laughs> and then Big Bird, <laughs> Bite the Bun, Blueberry Hill, Boulder Dash, Brat Sack, <laughs> Bridge the Gap. And then we went to see Corn Cob Trip. I'm just picking up my favorite ones now. Now, um, I want to put on record, I I do enjoy the work of Takeshi Kitano, his films from the 90s. And I, I very much enjoy T- Takeshi's Castle, the bravo edited version with craig charles talking over the top of it <laughs> who yeah i used to watch that all the time <laughs> that's the best um thing to watch at four in the morning as a as a teen after yeah. a party but he has done he has said some things on comedy chat shows which should not paint him in a good light so i don't know if takeshi katano's cancelled but i'm cancelling him myself in my in my mind okay uh, He's out, but I, but I do, I did, I did love his films from the nineties. He's also in Battle Royale as the teacher. It's yes. a performance not unlike uh, 
Principal Chalk, or whatever his name is from this. The Chalk <laughs> Principal. The Chalk Principal, yeah. The Chalk yeah. Prince. The Chalk <laughs> Prince. He's a more sadistic Chalk Prince. He's, he does the same amount of throwing, but he's just throwing knives, and whereas the other this guy's just throwing chalk. So, but he does a similar thing. Where he throws a knife in someone in a girl's head early on, and it's I not it's not dissimilar. Yeah. There's one called Turtle Hurtle. I could just sit here all night <laughs> just reading them out. <laughs> I'm still getting out of ball cupping or whatever it was at the start yeah ball does it cupping. explain them or is it just saying the words no it's, it's, it's what it is to start the oh, game okay. the contestant has to hit a ball on t- into the top of a giant pachinko machine I can't right. what that is as soon as they've hit the ball they must pick up a bowl and run down the flight of stairs to the side yes. of the machine now the contestant has to wait on a narrow pathway at the bottom between the machine and a mud pit for the ball to fall out the aim is to catch the ball in the bowl as they can't see where the ball is getting knocked around to, the general shouts out directions to help guide the contestant. The ball will drop out over the mud pit. The contestant must dive for it and catch the ball safely in their bowl to win the game. If the ball ends up in the mud, they lose. <laughs> a pachinko machine is like a big pinball, pinball table right. in reverse. So he's coming down like all the bouncers. Oh, what, a great, what a great right. show. I think we're all going to go and watch Takeshi's yeah. Castle now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm feeling nostalgic now for yeah, being a teenager and sometimes at university, like, yeah, having got in from a party at three in the morning, that's on. <laughs> it's the only constant. It was yeah. that, and uh, Bob Ross was on on uh, Discovery uh, Home and Leisure oh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So you do a double bill with that. What a night. <laughs> <laughs> Big one. Yeah, I feel like I might regress with all this lockdown stuff. I never did that when I was younger, so I feel like I might just do it now. Yeah, start staying up until four in the morning. Why not? Yeah, you've earned it. Yeah, I did my time. So quickly, though, before we all go, you don't have to include this in the podcast, but what's the best baseball film that you've all watched? I want to know the top. Oh, uh, yeah. Because this won't uh, be it now. We know that it's, this has basically got between... Seven and two thirds and seven and one third. <laughs> well, I, have, yeah. I have got the spreadsheet open now, so I could say that it says that the one that got a nine was the goose is loose, but that's not a real film. <laughs> <laughs> is it, have you, do you have an idea? Have you got a synopsis for the um, goose is loose? Yeah, well, we we said it was it was an eighties film about um, a pitcher who is coming back after having been away for or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> and he's the goose. April yeah. Fool's, wasn't it, that one? it was yeah we released a fake episode on april fool's day oh amazing <laughs> you go back and listen to the goose is loose but what's going what's lower what's what's the second best one um the second best was a league of their own which averaged out at eight right yeah but right. the ratings for moneyball and rookie of the year aren't on here for some reason so i need to go back and listen to those so it might have been that that came out higher but i we'll, think we can go with the league of their own for now yeah. which one was rookie of the year that was the kids one where he got the ability to pitch. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was right. <laughs> that's usually that's often come? one that. Sorry, Josh, come. Sorry, where did Airbud come on there? Wasn't there a dog film on? Yeah. You got a seven. Yeah, solid seven. Yeah. So wait, we're saying that this film was better than Airbud. That's maybe, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah, the issue. We may need to to, <laughs> to think to about that. This. I mean, Airbud had a raccoon in it, didn't it? Uh, yeah, a mean raccoon who stole the keys. This film didn't have a raccoon. There are no so. animals in this film. No. <laughs> Is there what was there one? No, none. No. It's a duct. 
deduct points. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst one on the spreadsheet? Um, I think it is Trouble with the Curve, which wasn't so bad. <laughs> but it, it averaged, averages out at five and two thirds. Oh, it so was cheesy. That's a great one though, because Paddy, don't you yeah. have your? Oh no, no, sorry. Like, tell lie. Major League averages out at three and two thirds. Ah, uh, that's because of that what we so like to refer to as the old racism. Yeah, <laughs> there's a oh, bit of racism bad. in that one, is there? Yeah, yeah, it was quite bad. What there's about a... the bad news beers? Well, that that wouldn't age well, would it? Or is it fine? We, I've never seen it, but it's on the list, isn't it? It is on the list. We'll get to it. Bad News Beers 2, I've heard, has got some issues. Uh, <laughs> too okay. bad. Too, too bad to bear. Too, too bad to bear it. <laughs> I, they go to Japan in the second one. Okay. Ah, yeah. okay. That's setting it up to be problematic, isn't it? In the 80s, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, so, Josh, you have seen some other baseball films then? No, I haven't seen or is them. Or stuff you're aware of? I by things about films that I haven't seen. I don't okay. know why I know that about Bad News Beers 2. It's wasted, <laughs> it's wasted space. I love that that's in a corner of your brain somewhere. I yeah. think there's a wrestler in Bad News Bears 2 uh, uh, that plays like the Japanese manager. And that's why I know about it. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Nice. You know what we should do, actually, is we should talk about a wrestling movie some other time, all of us. Oh, oh, watch yeah, a wrestling well, movie and talk about a wrestling movie because we yes. don't know about wrestling. There's some... T- Terrible ones. <laughs> we watched um, Fighting with My Family. That was, that's yeah. on the that's on the top half of it's shit. It's alright. <laughs> Sam, Sam's daughter has gone through like a wanting to be a wrestler phase, but not enough to actually Do have any interest it. in any of the main people. She just, just... that's the perfect amount of interest. <laughs> <laughs> she was Josh, so have you, into it. Have you ever seen? I, I still can never remember the name of this film, but you probably have seen it, maybe. Um, a film with Hulk Hogan in it, where he's, like, babysitting two bratty kids. Do you know what? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a lot of Hogan's 80s oeuvre. Now, he's more problematic than Takeshi Katana. He, he hasn't is, got the films yeah. to back it up. But all um, I remember about this this film is that there's some, like, side subplot which is to do with some evil guy trying to get some information from somewhere but he has a metal plate on the top of his head and when anyone <laughs> annoys him he just goes i'm getting a migraine and it's like stuck <laughs> in my head i probably watched it when i was 10 years old Sounds and i good now. can never remember what it, it what it's called or what it's about rose <laughs> is just brought it up on her phone and hulk hogan is wearing a uh, ballerina tutu Mr. Nanny Mr. Nanny, Mr. Nanny. Uh, I, I thought you might have been talking about the 1996 Christmas classic Santa with Muscles <laughs> <laughs> which stars Hulk Hogan and is executive produced by Jordan Belfort the Wolf of Wall Street what the oh, fuck wow. oh wow that's that a that's funneling funds to something yeah <laughs> yes. he said what film will make no profit for tax purposes, and then yeah, so, is Hulk Hogan Santa in that film? Yep, right. Um, good. The wrestling films that exist that I'm aware of, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. I have seen that. Probably the best one, just because it's an actual film. Uh, there's one that came out that I loved as a child called Ready to Rumble. I think it's called. It might not be called that. David Arquette. 
Izzy stars in, as a nerd who wants to become a pro wrestler, and he does. Um, and he's an official license um, with WCW, the wrestling promotion back in the day, and he um, had their wrestlers in it. But as part of that cross promotion, he actually wrestled for the company once or twice, and they gave him the belt. And um, them giving him the belt is often cited as the key factor in their downfall and ultimate um, (laughs) total (laughs) abandonment. (laughs) So that's a film that literally killed like an entire business. Oh yeah, I've just looked this up. It's got got Goldberg in it, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, ready to run. It's the the theme song is uh, we're not going to take it anymore or whatever by <laughs> sister. I think it's that. Um, there's one that came out last year which isn't dissimilar to. Well, it is. It is. It's not. It hasn't got the heavy themes of this, but it's uh, a Japanese film called My Father Is a Heel Wrestler, and um, it's about a kid whose dad is a wrestler. But he's a he's a baddie. So when he, when he finds that out, it destroys his entire social status, his own confidence in himself, his confidence in his father. So there's like schmaltzy versions of like kitchen sink drama in it, and then also some wrestling, which is pretty good. But yeah, you've got some options. We'll maybe we'll do we'll do a wrestling yeah. part. Sounds good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay up for that. Nice. Nice. Cool. And if we can find one that's got baseball and wrestling in it. Yeah. God. Bad bad news bears too. Well, Sting, the wrestler yeah. Sting, used to come out with a baseball bat at the start of every match. Oh, really? And Is he related to the singer Sting? <laughs> no, unfortunately. Well, he wears face paint, so there's no. we're not 100% sure. He could be the same guy. You never know. But uh, he's my favourite baseball player. <laughs> he looks like a juggalo mm. <laughs> he was oh, well this is again you don't have to include this now because I'm just rambling about wrestling the juggalos actually entered the WCW uh, not long before that film came out that we were just talking about really and they were wrestlers yes the, uh, what's his name Violent J and the other one <laughs> <laughs> and they and they've started. They've since started um, Juggalo Championship Wrestling, which I've never seen anything of. I'm sure is an upstanding promotion <laughs> <laughs> that abides by all the health and safety rules the wrestling promotion should. It's probably part of the um, very gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, very very okay and not at all problematic gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> the gathering of the Juggalos. I've heard because it's so wild and sort of lawless. Probably much like that city you went to, uh, Rosie. Uh, I've heard that it's like an, the great equaliser, where it's so mental that, like, um, I think the rapper Danny Brown went there once, and he was very uh, concerned that there would be a lot of racism and, and hatred directed towards him, and he said it was a great time, like <laughs> a great big festival. But then you also hear, like, uh, there was that time Tila Tequila sang, and they all threw uh, poo at her. <laughs> so it's like anything with that's going on, it's not it's not on, is it? Yeah. I think right. if you if you're gonna go somewhere for a nice weekend away and there's a possibility of someone throwing poo at you, I think it's probably not the best best choice of location. I wonder if it's still happening this year. <laughs> 
they are lawless. They will they will do it. I'm sure. If there's one mass gathering of people though, they probably would be all right wearing masks. Maybe then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> cool. Well, on that note. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good note to end on. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Josh. This was great. This was really good fun. And thanks for you know watching the baseball film and Sorry, giving us your your three notes. We uh, yeah, this was great. It was, it was good lovely fun. to speak yeah, to you. Missed you. Missed you too. See you soon in See real soon. life, hopefully. Definitely. Yeah, we look forward to it. Yeah, cool. Definitely. Thanks very much, Josh. Bye. Yeah. Have a lovely uh, rest of your night. You too. Yay, yeah. You have too. a good weekend, everyone. All Bye, right. guys. Bye. 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 Bye.